Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefo Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And it's time for another happy hour. So cheers. Cheers. As always, drink responsibly if you choose to do so. Uh, Samantha, what are you sipping on? I am keeping it simple. I am sleepy. So I'm mm-hmm. drinking a Coke Zero, Cherry Coke Zero. Oh. Yes. I like the little cherry. I had a friend recently. Uh, as you know, I never have anything at my apartment. So she bought stuff because she was coming to hang out with me. And she bought, um, she accidentally bought the Space Coke. Oh, yeah. The Cotton Candy Coke. Yeah, she was very confused. <laughs> but I think she meant to get a Coke Zero. But she got this like, if you don't know, listeners, there's like this flavor of Coca-Cola that just came out that's space flavored. <laughs> it was called Starlight, I think. Yeah. It's something like space, that. but it's essentially cotton candy. Mm. She said it tasted like vanilla Coke, but yeah, I bet vanilla Coke. Candy. It has a little sugariness and a little mm-hmm. bit of like cherry to me. It, to me, it's like a vanilla Coke with cherry. So mm-hmm. therefore it makes it a little brighter. And mean to me, it was again cotton candy. And a lot of people say this. Uh, that it is, mm-hmm. but there's a few who's like, no, it doesn't. It tastes like crap. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. A really strong uh, opinions. Oh, well, it's perfect for this episode then. <laughs> um, uh, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, as always. Mm-hmm. These are not particularly sponsored by anything we mentioned. Since I just said it tastes like crap. So I, I think they would be upset if this was sponsored. I don't think they listen, Samantha. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do. And that was so, not sorry, my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, you were just talking about other people's <laughs> take on the matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm drinking like a spicy margarita situation. Nice. So I went to the grocery store for the first you time in four mm. weeks yesterday. So mm. proud of you. I got so many jalapenos. So I'm yes. like trying to find ways to use them. I don't know why I got so many. I was just excited. I love jalapenos. I do too. I do too. And this is very delicious and very good. And it's good for this episode, which is kind of spicy. I don't think it's as spicy as my last one I did. (laughs) And also the title might sound like this is an unhappy hour. It's not. 
However, the next one, which is titled The Villain, is going to be a little... It's related to this <laughs> one. It's going to be a okay. little sad. Okay. Uh, but we'll have to wait uh, uh, for that one. Uh, so for this one, I want to talk about something that we've mentioned recently and is pretty closely related to what the conversation we had with strategic incompetence. And I even bought it up briefly in there when we were talking about... Um, fictional characters. And if you haven't caught that episode, go listen to it. But essentially, strategic incompetence is something that a lot of um, usually men do to get out of a task that they don't want to do. And then women have to pick up the slack and do it and then don't get rewarded for it or recognized for it or anything for it. Um, those are very generic terms of what it is. And we were talking about it specifically in like uh, the workplace and family situations. And I mentioned in there about uh, fictional characters and this sort of glorification of being an ass. Uh, but I also mentioned this idea of fan work around trauma and how we are very willing as fans to forgive or explain away male trauma and especially white male trauma. Um, and we talked about this also in our survival horror episode, in our Simmon role, like my first happy hour episode we ever mm -hmm. did. We talked about it. We talked about it in our book club on Dubcon. And it was on my mind because as part of a project Samantha and I worked on that we've teased and one day we'll get to talk about, hopefully. Maybe. Mm, hopefully, <laughs> maybe. Uh, I was researching the different gender differences in villains and how we portray villains. So this has been on my mind. And to start off, I just want to say, I don't want this to come off like, because I know I can come on strong <laughs> with my opinions on fiction. Um, but as someone who's also very sensitive to my fictional characters and very protective, it's totally okay to like a flawed character. Most good characters are flawed. Like, I'm not trying to come say, out. Are they supposed to be flawed? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's more of like what we're romanticizing and glorifying in them and this kind of work we do to forgive them that I don't think we give a lot of other characters, a lot of other marginalized characters. So that's kind of the thing. Like I, a lot of these characters I'm going to mention, I like. Um, I'm just saying, I think we should have this conversation. Um, and I've had people fight me up and down that these characters we're going to talk about, which are sort of your villainous and then later redeemed male characters, are more realistic. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that they went through trauma and we should have sympathy for them. And that the hero character is like this brainwashed goody two-shoes and actually the real villain of the thing, mm -hmm. or at least not as interesting of a character, which are all valid and debatable points. Um, and certainly based on what you enjoy, it's sort of outside of what we're discussing today. But I will say like, <laughs> I've been attacked, attacked <laughs> for liking certain characters because they say like, oh, your that's not a realistic character. Trauma doesn't manifest like that. It doesn't look like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. 
Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Anyway, so some popular examples of this are Severus Snape from Harry Potter, of what I'm talking about, Draco Malfoy, Kylo Ren, and Darth Vader. And yes, they all have trauma, and especially in childhood, lots of trauma. And I, one of the things I wanted to talk about is with these characters, there's almost always a female character involved, a woman, who redeems them, who is like the, the reason they fell and or the reason they come back to the, the good side at the end, or somebody who is more feminine-coded, which I argue Luke Skywalker is more feminine-coded, but... Uh, that's that's whole my whole thing. But like this idea that you see these these narratives around them, like you shouldn't, of course they went evil because this and this and this happened to them and excuses everything that they did. And again, I like a good traumatic character and I think these storylines behind them are good. I love Darth Vader. Who's going to come in here and tell me that I don't like that storyline? But he did some terrible things that I don't think yes. we should be like... Okay, well, but he had this terrible past like he did. We should be understanding that he needed help, but we should not. <laughs> I mean, sure, he's got a terrible past, but also he kind of almost tried to kill his wife. So that was part of his past. Right. And the, I mean, you can, I think this is a bigger part of the conversation, which we've been skirting around. We skirted around it in um, strategic incompetence too. But we did kind of talk about it in our women who love serial killers thing as well where there's this kind of idea of here's this broken man in this very heteronormative sense and women feeling, oh, well, I can fix them or I can be right. the thing. And that's the storyline we're talking about. Like if you look at Snape and Lily Potter, who he proclaimed to love and then sold out her husband and child and then was upset when she died. Yeah. Like that's not great. Not cool, but dude. it's 
No, but it's very romanticized. And like his love story with her is very romanticized. And I've even heard some people say like, she should have been with him and then that wouldn't have happened. I'm like, that's not on her. That's not on her. Right. (laughs) Are we sure? Because even if maybe it would have been Snape's child, that was the one. Oh, Samantha, that has a whole fan fiction term. It's called Severitas. (laughs) Of course it does. And of course you know. Of course I know. I used to read that all the time. I actually like, <laughs> there's two of them. There's Severus and Sever. There's another one. I like the one where there is not actually his child, but it's adopted child. Oh, okay. There's two. There's okay. two. Well. <laughs> well. Oh, well. <laughs> Let's be clear. And another piece of this conversation that we're not going to go too deep into, but we've talked about before, is this idea that uh, being selfless in all aspects of life has been used against women, um, that that's how they should be at the expense of themselves. Um, And I think that's part of the reaction people are having here or sort of the discussion around, like, we need to look at heroes too. Like, we're talking about villains right now or, or people who have done villainous things. But, you know, what aspects in the hero are we idealizing? you know, selflessness, that, that's different, but related to how a classic traditional hero behaves. And I do want to say, like, again, we're talking more about uh, sort of villainous things uh, uh, and behaviors right now. And I don't want it to seem like I don't, I'm not aware that uh, we don't, we, sh- we shouldn't have discussions around uh, what we frame as heroism and why. Um, not that I'm saying it's bad, but, you know, we should have those conversations too. And also that people do this sort of trauma work and explaining for heroes as well. And I've done it before. I've done it for characters that I love, heroes or not. So just just to make sure that, you know, I'm not, this is not a judgment on anyone. <laughs> um, I'm just I, starting a conversation. That's all. And it's funny because I have a lot of my friends, um, if you're listening, please don't be mad at me. Love love these plot lines and these characters. And again, I don't, I don't really have a problem with that. It's more of the like really romanticizing of it um, and then how we don't do that for other characters. So for example, like in the book Dubcon, the example of Kylo Ren versus Finn, who is a black character who had this very traumatic past, was brainwashed by stormtroopers. And it's like not, nobody did the fan work of, but what about him and his trauma? And that explains all this. They did it for Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, and that, that's also a, a, a point of like the writing that went in and the character development that went into certain characters and why. But just that idea is kind of what gives me pause. Mm-hmm. Makes me a little... A little wary. And also this idea of, you know, these female characters being both their fault and the person responsible for bringing them back for redeeming them. And a part of this conversation, too, is how we write villains and how we write heroes and the gender differences in that. So one of the popular examples people like to give when they're talking about this is Loki from Marvel versus Hela from Marvel. Um, And as you know, I love Hela. I think she's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of people make the point that like Loki has a, a like a, he's in a bunch of movies and he's a fan favorite and he's got a TV show and we did all of this stuff of like, oh, he's a lovable trickster. Sure, he did this stuff, but oh, he was controlled by this or this happened and his trauma here, trauma here. And he's got all of these 
storylines and character development and arcs. And Hela's kind of like, all right, one and done. Right. Maybe she'll come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, and this reminds me of something. There's a concept called the Iceman list. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. But it's this concept about, it's a list from the, I think, primarily composed of uh, 80s villains. And the people making the list were like, well, let's think about these villains. <laughs> Are they really the villains? Um, so Iceman is the from uh, Top Gun. The example that they led with was like, he was trying to be like safety and let's not be, you know, brash and dangerous, but he's the villain in the story. So I think that's an important thing to keep in mind too, of just like the framing of how we write these stories uh, and just questioning that, you know, we're big proponents of questioning the messaging you're getting from your entertainment. Um, another thing people, an argument people make in this conversation is that we're more often as audiences and as writers and creators to forgive men who are villains or who are even flawed, like not even straight up villains, but we're more likely to forgive them. They're more often given redemption arcs um, or more complex characterizations and storylines as compared to women villains. And others have made the point like, we, we even do this for male characters who really shouldn't be redeemed, including real-life male serial killers where we're centering their story and, like, their redemption above all the other pain that they caused. And then women villains, when you kind of break it down on these gender differences, are often sexualized and, quote, crazy. Sometimes they're, they're frequently supporting a main male villain, they frequently became a villain because of sexual assault, a.k.a. because of a man, usually. Generalization, but yeah, usually. Um, if they have any justification at all, which they might, they're usually less developed. There's no real character arc. They're not really well written in a way that makes us as the audience want to redeem them or believe that they could be or should be. Or their redemption story is short and or reversed. They more frequently die in disgrace versus the ending of male villains. Um, they don't get to have as much fun as male villains. And yeah, again, these are um, generalizations. There are plenty of, in my opinion, very excellently written women villains. But generally, like if you were to list right now the top five most iconic villains in your head, I bet most of them are men. Um, well, now Hela's in the forefront of my mind. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I love Hela. I love <laughs> Hela. Um, <laughs> and there are intersections within all of this between queer-coded villains um, and how people of color have been represented as villains and all of this. So I just think it's interesting because there are, you know, villains can be really fun. They can be fun to watch and enjoy, but I do think there's a lot of uh, problematic stuff we need to unpack in how we've been telling the these stories traditionally. Yep. Yep. I'm glad you agree. I absolutely <laughs> agree. Now I'm just going to have to go watch Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I love it. I no, love it. going to be think, in my head. I think I'm a sucker for like... That makeup. You look good black in that makeup. makeup. First of <laughs> all, you. you did. Uh, but yeah, everything about that character is phenomenal, and I, I am glad because, as you're right, like many of them are portrayed as just crazy and all these things. But at least you do have a moment of like, yeah, she's mad. 
She should be. Also, she's the goddess yeah. of death. So yeah, she gonna crush you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love her. A lot of the articles I read about her said she was one-dimensional. I was like, I don't think she's one-dimensional. I get the point that like Loki got to do more and have more fun. Um, and that he like continues to have stuff that he's gonna right. get to be in. Maybe she'll show back up. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, I don't like the one and done. You're right on that one. Yeah. Yeah, we need more good Give female villains. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Yes. Get my costume back out. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, cheers. Cheers. Yes. And listeners, oh, if you've got a favorite woman villain you want to let us know, oh, gosh, please. Oh, and if you've got a costume, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love <laughs> costumes. Yes, we do. We do. You can email us any of your thoughts or suggestions at stephmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I've never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Uh, thank you, Christina. Yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've never told you is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.